Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and this week, yes, it is InsurRant time. It is the first InsurRant of 2021. Happy 2021 to all of you out there. Being that it's January and being that uh, it is the time of year when things are new and we're doing resolutions and hopefully you've done all your planning and all those things. I thought a great place to kind of take this conversation would be to talk about sales. Now, a lot of things we'll talk about are very general to sales and not specific to insurance, but some of them are very specific to what we do as an industry. And with everything that went down in 2020 and the, the volatility of the small business market and everything, I think it's super important that you figure out what your plan is to crush 2021. So first, first and foremost, let me give you a couple of kind of lead-ins and then I'll give you kind of your, sit, your, your punch list of six of how you kind of like lay it out and get it done. So I want to start with you, you guys, any of you that have listened before, you've heard me sometimes talk about movie references. So my movie reference for today is Glengarry Glen Ross. There's a great scene in that. I'm certain most of you have seen it with Alec Baldwin talking to the sales guys. And my favorite line in that is coffees for closers. So remember that. So let's Let's keep that in front of mind. Now, he goes on to berate them and rip them. But at the end of the day, that concept is where I want you, if you were in sales. Now, now sales is broad. Sales could be, obviously, producers, anyone in the industry that's, that's working on accounts that could be working on cross-selling, upselling. Sales is broad. But closing is an art. So coffee is for closers is the, the line that I want you to keep in the back of your mind. Are you a closer? If you're not, let's see if we can try to help everybody put a few more arrows in your quiver, a few more tools in your bag as it relates to being uber salespeople. I've, I've always described salespeople in this way, and this goes for any industry, but it's very true for insurance as well. There is a certain number of people that are just really, really, really good salespeople. They're just naturally good at sales. They, they connect with people. That's one group. And then you've got this other group of people who can be very successful at sales by just grinding harder than everyone else. First one in the office, last one to leave, take that last quote, uh, make stop by to check on that one prospect, whatever that is, they just do a little bit extra or even a lot extra. So you've got those A-plus salespeople and those grinders, those are two classes. Here's what I want you to strive for as a salesperson. I want you to strive for being both. How do I sharpen my game? How do I sharpen my approach, my nuance to sales so I can be an A-plus salesperson? And how do I work harder than everybody else? Not only the people in your own office, but people at other offices and other parts of the industry that are trying to take your business or they're trying to win the business you're trying to win. 
So think of it in those terms. That's when you start saying coffee is for closers. That's what a closer is. That's somebody that's, that's honed their skill and works hard and is the hardest worker in the room. You do those two things and I guarantee you, you'll be very, very successful in sales. Now, as it relates to our industry, as you all know, I am very big on planning. So whether you are starting listening in on this and whether you are a principal, a producer, a CSR, a sales manager, whatever you are, sales is something that you need to have a plan for. And that plan consists of the obvious things. And your strategy is around things like, okay, what niches are we going after? What key markets can we take a run at? Um, what are the goals for everyone's pipelines, for prospects, for opportunities, for closes? Obviously, quota becomes a big part of that. All of those things are part of the plan, but I want everyone to take one full step back before you even get to planning, and I want you to define your why. I'll let that sink again. Define your why, whether that's a personal why or an organizational why. Why should someone buy from you? Why should they be your customer? When there's so many ways in today's world for them to get their hands on insurance, why should they buy from you? If you're looking for a much more <laughs> educated and well or eloquently put uh, definition of find your why, go to YouTube uh, and Google search Simon Sinek. Simon, first name spelled normally Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. And in, that, in the search on YouTube, put the golden circle. Now, he is talking mostly about software and technology, but it relates to anything. If you find your why first, the how and the what make the most sense, right? So if you look at it in terms of what is the why? So let's take it as an, at an agency level. What is your differentiator? Why should someone buy from you or your agency versus the person down the street versus some, some company online? versus the person they're already insured with and staying there. What is your differentiator? Why you? And again, you can look at this in two levels. Level one is the, the, the level of your agency, the, the, the overriding arching, the overarching sentiment or why a customer should be part of your agency. That's the first part. Now that's on agency principals that are listening. That's on uh, sales managers people in, in a, a decision-making leadership position within the agency that can sit down and define the why and then cascade that message through the whole organization. So the why is consistent. Why do I want to buy from ABC Insurance? Here's why. And if you say, because our service, I'm going to reach through the microphone and flick you on the forehead because that is what everyone says. The service is now not, hey, we're really good at it. It's you better be. So what is your why? What is your differentiator? Is it that you know more about the business? Is it that your value add as a customer is more because whatever, you're, you're, you're giving more information throughout the year. You're more hands-on. Like come up with your agency why and then come up with your personal definition of what. Why me? Why Rick Fox as your insurance agent? 
I work for this agency and our agency why is this? And I am fully on board with that. But here's also my why. And you don't have to say it. But what's great about defining your why is that as soon as you do, everything becomes clearer as you're having conversations, prospecting, writing emails, going to meetings, meeting people at church or at the golf court, whatever. If you know your why and it's, it's something that you're very comfortable with and proud to say or proud to be a part of, then, then you're, you're, you're way far ahead than just, yeah, we're, we're a really good agency. We have a lot of different carriers and uh, we have really good service. Yeah, you and every other agency out there. That's, that's the end. Like if you can get to the, the point where you can differentiate your agency, you can differentiate yourself. And everything's competitive these days, right? Every situation where you're going in to try to get, let's say, a commercial lines account or a nice high net worth individual with rental properties where you can get six or seven accounts. Why you? And this, like this part, this defining your why, I could, I, I have in fact told people within my organization that are salespeople, define our why. Make sure you know our why at Vertifor. And then define your own why. Think about real estate agents. Anyone out there, what, how do you, why you? So if you spend some time, energy, and, and polish that why, you are leaps and bounds ahead of others that you will be competing with. Because if you think about it, and let's say, again, it's a commercial line. It's a nice, big, juicy commercial lines risk. Do you have carriers that some of your competition does not have? Probably not. Do you have something, you have pricing that's, no, you don't. So what are they buying? When they buy that policy, they're obviously buying the insurance, but they're buying from you because they want to work with you. So what is your why? So if we take that full step back and we sort of define our why, I think you're way ahead of your competition. I think you're well on your way to doing that first bucket we talked about of honing your skills, because if you know what your basic script is in your mind, because you know what it is that differentiates you, you're winning. That's how you win. So I, 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 I highly recommend, I almost demand that you define your agency why and define, define your personal why. Do those two things, and I really think you're way ahead of the game. Okay. So now let's take a step forward and let's assume that we have done that. We've, we've decided what we're doing as far as niches or what our strategy is for going out and getting business. We have figured out what goals we want to set for our, again, this is either personal or for your organization. Pipeline goals, we have quotas in place. Maybe we have spiffs in place or contests, the quarterly or monthly winners to draw even more excitement, gamify the situation. Those are all in place. So now, so now I want to give you kind of the six ways to crush 2021. If you do these things, you're going to be, you're going to be great. You're going to, you're going to have a great year. You've done all those things. You have a strategy in place. You've defined your personal why. You've defined your agency why, or you and your organization has defined your agency why. So now let, let's go through the six things. Number one, have a plan. Okay, we talked about you know 
niches or key markets or what are my pipeline looks like, but I mean a plan. Like this month I'm attacking X, Y, and Z. This month I'm going after fine dining, which in this economy would be not a great idea, but someone, there's, someone's got to go after that. And I'm going to go after trucking then make a plan around what does that look like? What's my geographical attack points? How many uh, conversations do I need to generate in the next 30 days? And that's a shampoo, rinse, repeat. Making a plan is either, so make a yearly plan or make a plan for the year, make a quarterly plan and make a monthly plan. And then you need to spend time every month evaluating how the plan's going, adjusting evolving your plan but if you have a plan in place for yourself let's this from a producer level that's fantastic if you're a sales manager having a plan in place for your teams fantastic as an owner a principal leader putting something into work that has all of your people driving in the same direction and moving toward the same goals and pushing is awesome. So number one, make a plan, have a plan. And I don't just mean, yeah, we're going to do some, we're going to go after some other niches. I mean, specific geographical numbers, amounts. Um, how many touch points am I going to have in a day? How many phone calls am I going to make? Make it very, very detailed and then follow it. That's number one. Number two is work rate. How hard are you willing to work? Because I personally am the biggest, um, well, let, let me tell you what my biggest pet peeve is. My biggest pet peeve is people that blame other things or blame things on other people or situations. Oh, I couldn't hit my quota this month because, uh, you know, people weren't picking up the phone. That, that's not an answer. You need to look at every situation and decide, am I the hardest worker in the room? Your work rate defines you. Again, this was that second bu bucket as I defined salespeople. You've got the A-plus salespeople and then the grinders. We've worked on our why, and we're going to start working on some more nuance on how to sell, be a better salesman in bucket A. Bucket B, work rate. How hard can I work? Can I outwork everyone else? If I do, I'm going to win more deals. It's that simple. So if you don't hit your goals this year, and those goals were not had nodded, arguably realistic goals, most of everything that you can attest to why you didn't reach them is how hard you worked. Be the first one in, be the last one to leave, be the hardest worker in the room. And that room doesn't just consist of your office or your, 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 if you're all virtual, your virtual office. It consists of all of your competition. Are you outworking them? So number two, work rate. All right. Number three, practice your why until you feel like you, it, that what you're going to say about it is going to make a difference. People say this all the time. One of my favorite things to do is, is a role play in sales. Gets and, and when I when I used to drive to work, this is years ago, and when I owned an agency, I would work on what was going to be the things I was going to say, no matter what. And then I'd find someone in my office and go, "Hey, let me run something by you. Be be a customer and let me say this." That's your why, right? That's working on your why, figuring out what it is that you want to be 
for that person and believing it and then practicing it so it's polished and that also makes you believe it more. So number three is practice your why until you know it will make a difference, okay? All right, that's one, two, three. Now number four, determine your approach for every sale. Sales are different. Like again, I mentioned earlier, you've got this nice juicy commercial lines risk. That's a solution sale. There's, uh, there's great books out there on solution selling. Those of you that are serious about re being really good at sales and that first bucket of A plus salesperson, you should be reading. You should be learning how to sell and solution selling, obviously something we do at Vertifor as a software solutions company. But even in insurance, you look at a, a big, juicy, you know, how many different you know, package with this and that and those in, in a, on a commercial lines risk, that's a solution. You're coming up with the right solution for that customer. So are, are you comfortable in a solution selling environment? Because if you are, you have an advantage against, again, against your competition. I keep using the word competition, but that's what this is. That's what sales is. Sales is all about beating everybody else and getting the signature. So again, it's determining your approach for each sale. So in that case, for each prospect, each renewal, whatever it is, solution selling or however you're going to approach a big commercial lines account. Separate is your buddy who you play poker with needs auto insurance and that's a transactional sale. You want to get him a rate. You want to give him a quick why so he knows why to come with you. If he's already your friend, uh, he probably trusts you. I don't know if he plays poker with you. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, but the point is, that's a different sale. That's a not, that's not, that shouldn't be a time suck. That shouldn't be something where you're sitting there spending two hours on the phone with this guy to get a $2,000 auto policy when you should be solution selling, strategizing on a big commercial lines account. And I could, I could make, make that for all of, all of your scenarios out there, but I'm just using those two uh, as, as the sort of, as a difference. So you see the difference between what a solution looks like and what a transaction looks like. And you need to determine, determine that on each sale. This will also help you because if you're spending an ungodly amount of time selling renters policies and making barely any money, that's not the best use of your time. So making that determination of how you want to sell each prospect, each customer, each renewal, whatever it is, is going to help you use your time the most efficiently. That's the fourth thing. All right. The fifth thing is a little, it's, it's broad, but it's social presence. It's LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? Are you connecting with, if you're in the commercial lines world or even your personal lines customers, are you connected with them? Are you active? I mentioned earlier that reading books or reading articles and learning your craft more, learning your industry more. This industry, some of us, including myself, have been around for what seems like forever. And every day I find an article to read and I learn something new. I make that part of my daily plan is that I'm going to be on LinkedIn. I, I follow a lot of really smart people, smarter than me. They either write stuff or post stuff that I can read that helps me learn more about my industry. I see a lot of people posting, you know, uh, whether that's social. So let's say Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
posting like, here's how, here's how to stay uh, to keep your house from flooding in rainstorms. Great. That is a value add. That is awesome. But your why should also determine who you are personally, and they need to know you personally. So make sure that, that everyone understands who you are as a person as well. So your social presence is extremely important. Your website for your agency is crucial. If you run that website, if you're the principal or leader of that agency, it needs to be informational. It needs to have everyone's uh, like contacts in there. Pictures are great. Uh, what you know, feeds, blogs, that kind of thing. It sounds like a lot of work. It's not as hard as it used to be with social. You know, there's there's ways to get scheduled social posts and things like that nowadays. And your website needs to be they need to either be able to access a quote from you or know that they're going to get a response right away because that's what they're used to. I've said it before, say it a million times. Everyone's been Amazon. We all as consumers expect things in one or two clicks. If your website is 20 years old, 10 years old, and I got to call a number or click on a button to send you an email and it goes to some weird interface that looks like it was built 10 to 20 years ago, I'm losing. So whether you run that website or you work at that agency, it's on you to make sure that that's part of your social presence. Today's referrals are different than five years ago, three years ago. It used to be that if my buddy said, hey, you should call so-and-so, talk to them about whatever, let's say insurance, I would just call so-and-so. Now, all that does is gives me the ability to go online and find out if I want to interact with that person. So if they do that, if you have a referral come in and they go to find you, what are they seeing? Would you want to do business with you? So your social presence is crucial. And then finally, number six, this is going to sound funny, but, and it's a repeat, it's work rate. Again, we're going to polish this year. I want everyone to make it a goal that they're going to polish their game, that they're going to up their sales game. But the thing that you can control starting now is how much effort and energy you put toward being the hardest worker in the room. Sales is about winning. You want to win more, work more. That's, that's pretty much the sixth thing. So let me re rephrase or let me just recap for you. Number one, have a plan, a very specific detailed plan. Number two, work rate. Number three, practice your why until it makes a difference. Four, determine your approach for every sale, transactional, solution. Five, what is your social presence? And six, work rate. I use work rate twice because that's how important it is. You've probably heard me say some of these things before, and I'm hoping that this is motivating people to do more this year. I want you to win. I want everyone to go out and dominate their numbers, to, to make this that year, to have no excuses. Follow that plan that we talked about at the beginning, including, including defining your why, and then write down those six steps or those six things you've got to be doing. And I know you're going to have a great year. Anyway, it's January. I really wanted people to sort of, you know, get the year off on the right foot. I wanted to talk about sales. My next rant in two weeks will be all about retention. So we'll talk about that, some tricks some tips on how to up your retention game, what you need to be focused on in today's crazy environment. But as far as sales go, go out there and dominate this year. Use these tools, use these 
use this punch list of things to be the hardest worker in the room. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We had a great 2020. I'm really excited about 2021. We've got some great guests lined up. Some of these rants that I, I love doing because I, I get great feedback. Don't forget to make sure you're connected with me on LinkedIn. Send me notes. I respond to everything. If you have questions or input, if there's a guest you think we should have on or a great topic for a rant, I would love to hear from you. Uh, again, happy new year and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.